Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. feel connected, feels good, people will get it, people get the humor, it's an amazing feeling. One of my favorite things that I ever receive (laughs) on Instagram is when somebody leaves in the comment section under a post, this is a personal attack. That makes me laugh out loud. I just love that. It's all humor and they know it and I know it and it's a good feeling. It is a good feeling to feel the levity that is so important. The lightheartedness that is so important. Oh my gosh, when I first got sober I couldn't laugh at anything and let alone myself. I was the last thing I was going to laugh at. I was serious. I'm deep, man. I'm sensitive. I love that the big book says that we're sensitive people. And of course, it's talking to somebody who's newly sober. And then it is followed by... It takes some of us <laughs> some time or whatever it says to outgrow this handicap. It's not like we're sensitive people, man. Stay sensitive. It's good, dude. Being sensitive is super important. Not the way they're talking about. They're saying like... Uh, They're not saying, hey, we alcoholics are empathetic people. That's not what they're talking about. They're talking about the way I was when I was mm-hmm. new. What do you mean, how many meetings am I going to? Why are you such a dick? Why are you asking me that? That's the kind of sensitivity. And they call that a serious handicap that we have to outgrow. So if you're out there, you've been sober for a while, you're telling yourself, hey, man, stuck being sensitive. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> 
<laughs> I had to learn that was not conducive to a happy, joyous, and free um, life for me. Anyways, I had to outgrow it. I had to outgrow it. So, it feels good to laugh at myself. It feels good to not take myself so seriously. In the family afterward, in the big book, it says, you think, cheerfulness and laughter make for usefulness. They're useful. Cheerfulness and laughter are useful things. Well, if my job now is to be useful, that's good news for me. Because being ridiculous is fun. And, uh, yeah, it's time to give my shout-outs this morning. I want to say hello to the Fourth Dimension Club. What, what? I want to say hi to my home group, everyone there. Love you guys. I want to say hi to the Black Rhinos. And... Um, podcast greater than yourself sober gratitudes podcast I know a lot of people who are really into podcasts I'm not one of them I'm, I don't know that I've ever heard a podcast to be honest maybe you're listening to this and you're saying to yourself yeah no shit <laughs> but I, I really don't I haven't listened and uh People ask me to listen to stuff and watch shows and watch series and read books and I don't know how people do all that stuff. I like to keep this show short and sweet because I always, you know, I think early on I did a show that was like an hour and it was like, and then I was afterwards I was like, there's, maybe there's a lot of people like me who don't have an hour. I don't know. But. I don't know. I'm busy. I'm busy from when I wake up till when I go to bed. I've got about 45 minutes of downtime a day. But it's fun elevating work. Not draining. It feels good. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Today, what I wanted to talk about is um, this analogy that's been on my mind. I just want to share about it and put it out there. And the analogy is this. So, step three, I make this decision to turn my will and my life over to God. Utterly. Completely. Utterly and completely. And the analogy that I've been thinking about is 
you know, you let's say you have a, let's say you are a house. Let's say your life, your psyche, your mentality, your spirit, your, you know, you're a house. And step three, we're inviting God into that house utterly. Say you had a house and God knocked on the door because you're an alcoholic or a drug addict to burn your life to the ground. So you say, yeah, I'm ready for God to come in here. So you open the door and say, here's, here's my house. And what I'm getting at is, are there rooms or cabinets or drawers or floors, or sections, or areas that you don't want God in. Oh, come on, on, God. Don't go in that room. Everywhere else is fine. That door stays locked. Maybe the sign on that door is Whatever. Money. Sex. Something. I don't know. Fear. Being a victim. I don't know. Something. One secret. Or one thing I'm going to stay attached to. Don't want God in this. Because I'll lose something. I'm afraid of losing. Is there an area like that? In your house, so to speak. And I'm bringing it up because... I think for me, for quite a while, there was. And uh, I hope there's not now. I don't want there to be. But I know when I was newly sober, there were there there were rooms and areas and and I didn't want I just didn't it sounds so ridiculous to say, but I just thought God would ruin it or I'd be less happy or I didn't I just didn't thought my life would be boring if I let him into every room. But I knew better about what I wanted, what would make me happy. Or that God couldn't handle it. I mean, just this ridiculous, subconscious, you know. I had a huge, huge fear that God did not want me to have fun anymore. I had a huge fear of that. That was one of my issues. It was deep. I wanted to have fun. I wanted to have fun. Damn it. And I got sober young. And, um, you know, there are things I remember saying to myself out loud. I don't, you know, this I'm not willing to let go of. This I want to hold on to. This I don't want to grow with yet. It's, it's 
you know, there, I don't want to grow concerning this. <laughs> and it took me a long time before I could say, um, come on in. I want you to be able to, I want you to have access to every room, every drawer, every cabinet. I want you to have access to it. I want that now. Today I want that because I trust God now. God has earned my trust in a real way. And I really want to do God's will. I really do. And uh, I don't want to keep him out of... I don't want to... I don't want to keep God out. I say God and him because it's... what I'm most used to. I don't claim anything about God. It's not me. But, um, yeah, I want God in all of it now. So, do you think about that? Are you, are you with me on that? Are there parts of your life you're like, no. I do not want to let God into that. I don't want to let go of that. I know people that really don't want to let go of um, character defects, selfishness. Gotta relate to that. I lived that way for many, many years. I don't know. And maybe subconscious. I don't know. I don't know. Growing all the time, folks. I don't know. I got a lot of growing to do every day. A lot of growing. There's some really beautiful analogies concerning dependence on God. Really beautiful, simple analogies. There's a great one in the 12 and 12 about electricity. It's so good. It's talking about the person who doesn't want to do step three because they're afraid they won't be independent anymore. They're afraid they'll be, they'll vanish. They won't be able to do as much. And um, it will cripple them somehow. And then they, the book talks about, um, you know, the birds haven't been... <laughs> Birds haven't really been an issue for a while because in large part I've been recording in the wee hours. I've been trying to wake up before then. I've been trying to be the earliest bird, but um, they're out there today. <laughs> I'm off to a late start and they're, they're, uh, I've moved locations so the sound is even better. I'm trying to improve the show all the time and um, happy accident led me to this but um anyways it's another story but bottom line i can really see the birds now i'm further away from them but i can see them and it is really kind of there's a lot going on anyways 
um, what was I talking about? Analogies. Analogies with the third step. What was I talking about? One of them was, did I start one of the analogies yet? Oh yeah, the electricity one. There it is. Those strange mental blank spots. I'm just kidding. That's not what that means. <laughs> Anyways. I've been pounding coffee this morning. Forgive me. Um, there's this great analogy where it's, you know, it's, it's about electricity and it says, you know, I'd be afraid that, uh, I would not be as independent. And they talk about electricity. How many more things can you do because of your complete dependence on electricity? You don't freak out on it. You're not in your house trying to rub stones together to start a fire. You just turn on your electric oven. You're happy about it. Turn on a lamp. You're happy about it. it. Makes you more free and able to do more things. That's such a great analogy for step three. I love it. Another one <clears throat> is that it's from Emma Fox. And um, it's if I think I've shared it on here, I, I must have, but it's something along the lines of you, if you had to move like a ton of cement and load it onto a dock. And if you try to do that by yourself, his words, I'm going to paraphrase it a little bit, but it's really cool. He says two things would happen. One, you would not, you would not um, do anything to achieve the task. Nothing. You'd accomplish nothing. That's one thing that would happen. You wouldn't move the cement at all. You couldn't. You wouldn't do it. You can't do it. And the other thing that would happen is you'd hurt yourself. You would injure yourself. And then, you know, he equates just using a crane to relying on God. Just flip the switch. And then you can actually move it. And you don't hurt yourself. It's very beautiful. Anyways, my coffee's gone. And um, I'm out of here. I'm going to go. Birds are getting out of control. I got to go try and do something. I got to jump in there and and uh, choose a side and really calm everything down. I'm just kidding. I am going to go um, try to create a space where there is peace and, um, yeah, bring some levity, some laughter out there and uh, channel all this energy in some way that is beneficial to God and the people around me. And uh, exercise some self-care, which self-care, by the way, is very selfless, very loving to love myself. Best for everyone. Therefore, very loving.
So if anyone needs to hear anything like this, I'll say it. Everything is okay. It is. I know it. And, um, yeah. So. Give people a break, would you? Be a little, little, little more loving. Who the hell are we to not be? The lives we've lived. Anyways, that's it. I'm out. And uh, drop me an email. Sarcasticbigbook at gmail. Message me on Instagram. Sarcastic.aa.book. And, um, yeah. Have an amazing day. Make it an amazing day. Go make somebody else's day amazing. note, I am going to go try to live a life that was worth saving. And I hope you'll do the same.